You are listening to a production of the Toll Network, home of Biting Analysis. This is a surprise writer jump brought to you by the absurd vagaries of life. Uh, I'm Aleph, the thesis-seeking critic, Duot Red. And I'm Sono, the incredibly tired and stressed critic, Duot Green. It is on me that we're doing Rider Jump this week. I had a rough day, just couldn't pull the stuff for RX together. And I'm horrifically lazy and also had a weird day, so sorry! We didn't want to leave you guys with nothing, so we're just going to kind of wing it and see what happens. Yep, uh, in the short form, X-Aid continues to be good, Zhuoger continues to be flawed, and is soon over. So that's nice. Yeah, X-Aid, surprisingly, maybe making me not hate Hero. Yeah, that's, it's, it, and doing it in a way that doesn't, like, negate how much you hated him already. Yeah, so we'll get to that in longer form next week. I'll get junk together, get the, the X-Aid notes together, and make that happen uh, for next Thursday. But this week it just... It wasn't happening, so we're just we're here to wing it as we sometimes do. It's a it's a necessity sometimes in the wild world of uh, intercontinental podcast making about Japanese children's shows done by yeah. people who are hobbyists. Let's be real, because dear listeners, we would not say no if you wanted to change it, but we don't make a lot of money with this or any really. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, neither here nor there. This is a labor of love. But if you want to give us money, talk to Sono. She'll arrange that with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out somehow. I know we were discussing a Patreon once, uh, and that never happened. Well, it, we a lot of stuff came up. We had to switch formats, switch hosts. It was a thing. So, I don't know. We'll, one day we'll figure something out. Who knows? But uh, as, it, as it stands, we're here to uh, just kind of wing it, see where we end up. Uh, I was thinking of starting with the uh, Ghost Drive movie war genesis i believe yeah that sounds right the minus ish movie i don't know it's very generous the ghost the ghost bits are pretty good all of the drive stuff is hot garbage yeah well at least he didn't commit genocide this time this I time mean, this, yeah look <laughs> that's a, it's a step in the right direction there wasn't much left to commit honestly yeah yeah well you know. i know they came back because the timeline changed but then they all died again so maybe he did actually yeah that's true well i suppose yeah if he if he undid it because the timeline changed and then the timeline reasserted itself yeah yeah he did and then we had that bit where uh what's his name mock pretended he cared about chaser just long enough to be sad that you know, Chaser died. Again. But then, yeah. But he did it in a way where he couldn't make it all about him again, and that's what really busted him up. Yeah. Sorry. I've never been a fan of that part. No. As as long-time listeners will remember. It's my... I mean, I'll give the movie this. They didn't kidnap Kiriko this time, even if she was fed her own serving of hot garbage over the course of this movie. They didn't kidnap her for the first like, time look, ever. Gotta give him that much. Uh, they did kidnap, like, nine-year-old Akari which was uncomfortable. But, you know, it's one of those things where if the hearsay is correct and, like, the adult actress who plays Akari cares as much about Akari as, as she is said to do, I, I just like to imagine them just going like, okay, and then the bad guy kidnaps you. No, he doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. No, but it says right here. No, it doesn't. Um, No, it says right, snatch! Just, just get out of big ol' friggin' sharpie. Squeak, 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 squeak. Now it get doesn't. Out, get out a lighter. Yeah. Just, do I have to, do I really have to show you, like, how much this isn't going to happen? No, we get it. It's cool. We'll, uh, we'll write around it. And then she finds out that it's, uh, uh, that it's the, the little kid, her, and she's just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. 
It's a it's a real real good thing you guys got going here. Just I just imagine just uh, Omori is just like, don't tell her I'm here. I'm just I'm gonna be over here. Do not tell her she will kill me. Yeah, because <laughs> you just know like during the 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 guy. Juojo crossover was just like, wait, he's the guy who said that about yellows? Bring him over here. Get him over here. I'm Get him over here. We all we all want to watch Riria beat him up. Yeah, exactly. Like, just uh, behind the thing, like, everyone everyone on Ghost side is taking bets. And it's not even, like, Will, who's gonna win. It's just like, alright, how long does he last? I don't know. Like, he's, he's an older dude. Yeah, but he looks like he works out. <laughs> But it's, like, that was, watching this monster be, like, obsessed with eight-year-old Akari was uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, that's not, it's not okay. But the red, the rest of the ghost bits of the movie were weren't bad. Bless Ghost for flying completely in the face of this movie being canon. Yep. Hey, we changed everything. No, no, you didn't. It doesn't like we, matter. We kept the themes of this thing you guys put in the movie, but the circumstances are completely different. So this movie has no effect on our show. Which, like, honestly, my big thing is that's how I want all of the crossover movies to be. Pretty much. I, I mean, I like them as just these little fanficy haha asides. Just but it's, it's weird, just, fun little things. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into prob one of my biggest issues, um, which is Kirigo related. Because uh, a lot of my issues with the Drive bits of this movie are Kirigo related. One at the end of Drive, in those little like on-screen paragraphs that everyone got that were such a cop out. Such a cop out. You know, you have this whole, like, oh, Kiriko married Shinosuke, and they have some children, and also she was promoted to First Division? Like, that that's a thing, right? She was promoted to First Division. Mm-hmm. So why in this movie is she not in First Division? Like, we have that whole big meeting about the cases going on, and Shinosuke and Ota are both there, being like, should you volunteer for this? Oh, no, I don't think I can, blah, blah, blah. Where is- why isn't Kiriko there? Why is she apparently in some other, like, unit that is not First Division? Because that's where she's supposed to be. Because she's a better cop than him. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild stab in the dark and say sexism. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's drive. Yeah, and the whole the whole ring bit. Look, we just we have to find one more way for it to be all about Shinosuke. Like it's their their relationship. She is completely a passive object in it. I get exactly what they were going for. I get exactly what they were going for. Like, he's very concerned he's going to die in the past, and supposedly they have some kind of established relationship at this point. Supposedly. A, um because there are there is no actual indication of such a thing anywhere, but it's like, oh, well, you know, if I'm gonna die here, I don't want her to, like, not think that I cared this much, and that I wanted to do this, blah, blah, and, like, the, I get what they want to do, and what they want to do is very sweet, but that was not the time or place at all for that, even slightly, and... Again, like, Shinosuke making things all about himself when this is very much about other people who were not even in your show. Who are in a better show. And, like, again, I love the actual, let's put this here in the past so they can use it in the future. Uh, that is my favorite bit in Gokaijo vs. Gobusters, is and the entire bit with, uh, with, 
with Shink and Red is we have to we have to let them know what happened to us. How are we going to do it? How are we going to do this? And Guy's just like, wait, wait, I know some people. And has leaves a message with the Shiba clan for, for, uh, what was her name? Kauru. Kauru. To, like, deliver this to these people in this place on this date. And, like, you don't need to read it, you don't need to know what it is, just, you know, do that. Give, like, pass this down in your family and make sure that this happens. And just her showing up in the future, like, I don't know what this is, but I'm supposed to give this to you, apparently. And it's just, guy, you mad genius. And not to mention, I always like when they find a way to bring her back. Yeah, I mean, again, like, her screen time in that movie might be more than she got in Shinkenger. Yeah, yeah. Though slightly less than she got in the Shinkenger episodes of Gokaiger. Yes, that I was definite. That was definitely more than all of her screen time in Shinkenger. But, yeah. like, the, the theory there and the... It could have been really good if the show wasn't so garbage about Kiriko and Shinosuke in general. Yeah, well... Yeah. And like the yeah. the whole scene at the end where they walk by each other and she shows him that she's wearing the ring. Like, oh man, that would be really cute if this whole thing with you two wasn't completely garbage and you had like an established relationship before this. Yeah. And like two conversations that weren't just, hey baby, I'm really amazing, but I have to go. Okay. And, like, really, there wasn't even a proposal. It was just he gave her a ring and she thanked him for it. Yep. Like, I don't know. It's it's really. My boyfriend gave me a ring once. It wasn't anything like that. It's just, you know, it was a gift. Usually when you want to marry someone, you tell them that. It's a, it's a big, yeah. Um, and you know, you, you have a discussion about things, which I guess just happened off screen between the movie and the wedding in the credits, which Kiriko had no lines in, by the way. Yeah, it's funny how often, like, things with Kiriko involve. And she also had very few to no lines. It's like, oh, they're, they're walking out and Shinosuke stops to talk with Takeru. Yeah. And, like, and she's not like, bro, you wanted this big friggin' wedding. Now you're gonna go talk to your best man? He's not my best man. Oh, sure, you're not even gonna talk to your best man. You're just talking to some rando instead of we got to go? It's just like, man, why? I mean, like, the whole, the whole scene that where, uh, all of, all of the support characters were going in to fight a bunch of Ganma and Roy Mutes were, was amazing. That was, yeah. that was Kiriko just being like, crack my knuckles, run into a fight. Yep. Cause she and she's just beating up Mook's barehanded. Yep. And it's like, why yeah, have you? Time. Why did you not do this for fifty episodes? Why was oh, that not a thing I got to watch? Yeah, yeah. Like if that was if that was the thing we got to do, I would probably not have so much contempt for Drive. Like if it was like she runs in and pulls some like uh, some parkour Bruce Lee stuff, you know, like vaulting over the you know over like cars and kicking Roy Mutes in the head. Even if it didn't like wreck them, but if she got to get in there and mess it up with them, I you know I would probably had a lot of nicer things about the show. I mean, like, look, Wizard, Wizard did it. Wizard just had Rinko beaten up ghouls all the time. Yeah. Uh, her normal bullets totally worked on them. Yep. Like, just her normal police issue gun was totally able to take those things down. And she'd just flip, she'd just judo flip one for funsies. Yeah, great. God, Rinko is always the best. It's just like, come on, guys, let her, let her do this, you know, more than just right here. Yeah. 
uh, Onari and Ota rushing in together, I thought was very amusing. It was delightful. Onari was actually, like, really warrior Buddhist monk in this movie, far more than he ended up being in the show. That's true. And that's, you know, I, I have my notes for the show. That is one of them. I mean, like, look, I adore him as he is in the show. He is a ray of sunshine of whom we are not worthy. It's true. But I would love to have seen him just be like, I'm gonna beat up a monster, and it means something, instead of, I beat up a monster, or I try to beat up a monster, and it doesn't really do anything, and it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, um, I wish but I mean, I I get it. He's he's like the comic relief dude. That's kind of where he fell, and I get it. And there was still far more of a story out of him than I ever expected. It's true. I just you know I wanted. I liked it. I I adore him. Um, I buy any merchandise that he is on. Yeah, just before we were talking, dear listener, we were uh, Sona was showing me some uh, gashapon of of Onari that are that are available, and they are adorable. I did not know that these were a thing I could purchase, and I've unfortunately found out they are a thing I can purchase. So there goes probably twenty of my dollars with zero regrets. Yeah, but I, I think the the one of the things though that that well, it's not even to recommend the film, but boy, I did I did like getting to see the guy who plays Ryu, like, doing more of playing Ryu, because I, I liked getting some, some stuff filled out with him, even oh, if, yeah. strictly speaking, I feel like a lot of the sh- a lot of the movie is, you can take as just completely not actually existing, I mean, definitely, still. The, mo- the movie itself goes out of its way to be, this is not canon to the show. Here, here are events that happen completely differently in the show itself, but, yep. you know, here, we're, we're just gonna hang out with Ryu for a while and, like, tiny jerk baby Takeru. I did kind of like tiny jerk baby Takeru. I, I like the idea that, like, he, he just started as, as this little cruddy kid. And, and you know, he, he grew into the, into the sweetie boy that we know him to be. Because, I mean, like, look, eight-year-olds are sharks. Yeah. That's Something, just a thing. You know, Eight-year-olds are there jerks. Was, there's a wonderful series of of sort of fantasy books, like very, very like aimed at young at younger people by uh, Ka- Catherine Valenti. Uh, the first one being the girl who circumnav the girl who circumnavigated Fairyland in a ship of her own making. I believe is it. it That's a just great something, title. Something fairy- it's they're amazing. But uh, one of the things they talk about is that the protagonist September is is a young is a young woman just, you know, sort of growing up, and one of the things that goes throughout the series is that, you know, when you're young, you don't really have a heart. A heart is a thing you develop and cultivate as you get older, and I'm like, honestly, I kind of like that, because that's kind of how it is with every little kid I know, because they're kind of awful for a while, because they don't have the experience or understanding of the world to be like, oh, actions have consequences, and sometimes they're not the ones you mean, and you have to be careful. Oh, jeez. Life is complicated. And, like, I, I kind of like that bit of Takaru. Like, I just, I really like yeah. it. Yeah. I like that, and I, I do like that that's kind of a thing that they reflect in Takaru's son in the end of Ghost, yeah. in that weird episode. That was so weird. <laughs> It's it's Still. very it's very bizarre, but uh, there are things about it that I quite enjoy. Oh yeah. Again, much like that weird 
two-episode bit of Wizard that they let Shoaikawa write at the end of Wizard. Just like, hey, uh, we need to put off the next show for a couple weeks. Could you just do a fill-in? What, what, just, what's the fill-in? We don't care. Just, Can I have Mobotaro's back? Sure, whatever, dude, go. Just, we need, we need, we just need you to fill two weeks. Can you do it? I'm Shoaikawa. Can you do it? Did I stutter? God, I, 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 I really hope we get him back. A lot of swagger, but I, I really hope we get him back on something soon. Yeah, like, look, I, I, if if writers going to keep doing this thing where they keep bringing in drama writers, which, by the way, I am really about, I'm actually really for it because it hasn't worked perfectly yet, but it's at least created a lot of really interesting experiments. Because, like, look again, Ghost, not perfect, was actually really good. Yeah, X Aid, the the. People who wrote, you know, the drama writers they brought in for X8 took it from, man, maybe this is the last writer for a while, to, all right, when's next episode? Uh, in like three days. Not soon enough. Make it go faster. We can't. Do it. <laughs> Gimme. I don't hate Hero. How did that happen? Yeah, like, how how did you make me sympathetic to Hero of all people? Yeah, like, we're going to get into it when we do the, the proper episode, dear listener, but wow. I, are you watching that? Like, Hero is kind of a decent fella, and they didn't have to go back on anything, which is, it, it's it's a thing we talked about, uh, at least I know I talked about it a lot with Jonathan, uh, if he's still listening, hi Jonathan, uh, back in the Gaim years, but there was no way for Gaim that we could see to finish with any sort of, you know, cohesion to what it had been before, and also to be like a satisfying, happy ending that everyone would like. And would make sense for the narrative. And it didn't. Of course it didn't. But, but no, I mean, no, like, we're but not going back X. on any of Hero's story. It's it's just, oh, this makes him make a lot more sense, and it should have just been what you did from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay, you guys did a misstep with the man And, okay, fine. Like, I'm not saying it's okay they did it, but they're not leaning on it anymore. And they're just saying, like, okay, that sucked. Let's just talk about, like, what are his issues? What are his priorities right now? Like, it's, and thankfully, it's still early enough to save him. Yeah, exactly. Because if they had done this at, like, episode 23, it would be too like, late. It's like, like I, I would, like, I still had the slimmest amount of patience. And, like, I still want to like him, mm. where if if this had been, like, a mid-series thing, or, like, about the time when they tried to save Go, it would just be too late, and look how Go turned out. <sighs> Do we have to? No. I mean, no, like, we, he, was in this movie, he was in that movie. And he was in like, that movie, and we had to Every time he was on him. screen, it's just like, just go. I don't, just stop. Please. Stop. Just Stop existing. Please. Okay, as you're going to fight those guys and they're all dressed in black, that's very interesting. Also, we know it's not going to matter, so why are you here? Hey, Chase is here. You can talk about how you and Chase were always friends, except no, you weren't. Except you spent 50 episodes trying to kill him. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh no, he actually died. Secretly, I loved him. Like, no, you're just you're just sad that now everyone thinks you're a jerk. Why does everyone think you're a jerk? Because you're a jerk. Sorry, um, still not on the go parade. Just no, not. and it's I just get so frustrated with him because he didn't need to be in this show at all. Okay, here's speaking of go. Here's a thing about this movie that I really can't stand. Okay, there are four mock drivers in this movie. <laughs> yep. None of there them. Are. None of them. Are ever put on Kiriko. None of them are ever put on Kiriko. Yep. We walk in, like, Go walks into this movie like, Hey, Shinosuke, here's a mock driver. Go have fun with that. Excuse me? Yep. 
Oh, that's Excuse right. Excuse me? And they pulled what's-his-name out of the hole where he belongs. Yeah. I'm glad at the end they put him back in the hole. Send him directly back to the hole. Yeah, um, here's... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to my anger about so many belts that should have been put on Kiriko and were not. But here's a thing um, about this movie that is that makes so much of Drive absolute BS. So this movie takes place before the global freeze. It takes place before Krim knew about Shinosuke. Oh, that's right. That's Krim comes right. out of this movie knowing who will be Drive. And he still makes Chase do it. He still tries to put the belt on Kiriko knowing it will fail. Yeah, well, the show didn't really... Again, it, the movie wasn't canon, and it wasn't even pretending to be. I mean, it wasn't I canon guess. to Ghost. Yeah. Oh, that's it, true. It is canon to Drive. Yeah, well, Drive is garbage, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just, it makes me even more angry at Krim. Yeah. Because it's like, you knew it was going to be this guy. Why did you put these other two through this? Because he's... A terrible person who really, really belongs down in that hole. Yes. And he went back there, and he deserves it. Yep. But, man, so many belts in this movie that were not put on Kiriko. I'm real angry that Honganji got to transform and Kiriko did. Yeah, I, I again, I just keep coming back to, there's there's really nothing else for it except, like, in my head, Omori is just like, no woman will ever put on a belt as long as I can have anything to say about it. There were four mock drivers in this movie. Four of them. Mm-hmm. And none of them were even, like, offered to Kiriko. Yeah, Kiriko, who is acknowledged as the person who is best suited for them. Especially since, hey, all these new ones, they're, you know, they, they don't have whatever vague and silly reason that uh, Kiriko couldn't use them. Like, they fixed that flaw. Yeah. Is she just still too strong? Because, like, look, if they would have actually just said, like, no, guys, we can't let her. She's she's too strong. She'll break it. She'll, like, flex her biceps, and it'll just it'll just tear through the suit. Yeah, like, look, she'll kick someone, and the suit will just explode because the force is too strong? Yeah. Like, at least give a, a nice, nonsensey reason. No, they're just gonna hand the belt to Shinosuke, because why shouldn't he get all the belts? Yeah, well, you know, he's... It, it's very... In, again, it's, it's a very interesting contrast... As, as we have discussed before, of the different ways that the Chosen One narrative manifests in Guy, or rather in, in Drive and Ghost. Because in Ghost, the Chosen One thing is, hey, you have to understand that you were kind of a crappy kid, and your dad was a cool dude, and you have to try and live up to that because he's dead, and there's nothing you can do about it. You are powerless in the face of death. Congratulations, you're the chosen one. As opposed to, everything revolves around me. I am the most special. Me, me, me. My, my, my. Me, I. I, I. I, Me, I. I rewrite the laws. The laws do not apply to me, and do not apply to whoever I say they don't apply to. And I will make the new laws. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, why did they send an eight-year-old to fight, like, god Leonardo da Vinci? You know, on that one, I'm actually willing to give, just because, like, look, who's the target audience? You know, the the eight-year-olds want to fight. The eight-year-olds want to punch God in the face. Like, look, I... good kids. They're just like, okay, like, you have to, you have to go save her. Here's a sword. Go, go save her. Eight-year-old boy. There's this thing, like, I feel like they wanted to do with Ghost that, thankfully, they eventually just gave up on, where it's like, they want to be like, hey, kid, your problem is you want 
everyone to do things for you. And I'm just like, he's eight. Yeah, it's like, they're young, like, oh, what? It's like, go save her. It's like, of course you're going to tell, like, of course the eight-year-old boy is going to tell his dad to go save his nine-year-old friend. His dad is an accomplished ghost hunter who's been beating up ghosts with a hand axe for the past 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, this is just, this is an eight-year-old. Yeah. Don't tell him about- not to cry and be scared. His best friend was kidnapped by the ghost of Leonardo da Vinci who's trying to become God. Yeah. I, I'm no expert in child psychology. I'm no expert in very many things, really. I, there's a long list of things in which I am not an expert. Um, I'm pretty sure that a little kid should be afraid of fighting a ghost. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even have a proton pack, like a Ghostbuster. Like, in Ghostbusters, the, the refrain was, I ain't afraid of no ghost. But let me tell you, if you watch those movies, they were afraid of those ghosts. Why? Because they are smart. Do you know what a ghost is? I'll tell you what a ghost is. A ghost is a violation of the laws of physics and reality as you know it. And it's angry. That should frighten you. Even if it was nice, that should frighten you. I don't care if you grew up with a guy who hunts ghosts. That dude has had years to, you know, to get it into like, his head and get practical experience That's all the more reason him. to have him do it! Yes, he knows how to do it. But look, it's important that that five-year-olds, you know, if you give them a stick, they'll go and just punch God in the mouth. I mean, like, it's, I think it's kind of neat that, like, oh, he he does this whole thing about with, you know, this this ghost who wants to defy their world's God, his own world's God, basically, and become God himself. And Takeru defeats that and, you know, later at the end of the series goes on to have a child with this actual God. Yep. So, I mean, you know, maybe that's why she's interested. Who knows? It, look, in fairness, like, if, 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 like, the date was, so, hey, do you remember when you were, like, eight and you defeated Leonardo da Vinci, who was, like, one step away from attaining true godhood and mastery over all space and time? Oh, yeah, kind of. It's kind of hazy. Yeah. Um, like, I looked into your future after that. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw that you grow to be cute. Why, thank you. And, uh, you want to go out sometime? Sure, cosmic embodiment of all that is great and good and spiritual in the world. Why not? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's get some you ice are, cream. You are, you're the embodiment of everything that is not fascism, right? Oh, yeah. I freaking hate Nazis. Cool. All right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go out for ice cream. That sounds great. That's why they had to build a bunch of a bunch of Nazi robots to keep me up in the ceiling. Yeah. Like, it took them a while. It was very difficult. Um, I... Yeah. If she didn't hate Nazis before, and by the way, God definitely hated Nazis before, she sure hates them now. She hates them even more. Which is impressive, because you wouldn't think you could hate a Nazi more than you hate a Nazi. She found a way. Because, look, she's, you know, beyond beyond human. I don't so, know. I mean, like, I just... all, all the ghost bits, most of the ghost bits of this movie were pretty fun. I thought they were kind of neat. Not as much Nazi slapping as I would have liked. But... No, but, I mean, you know, I don't think they were... At that point. Yeah, because you still had uh, Sionji. You have him and Elaine yeah. showing up briefly. Uh, so we didn't know they were from, like, weird Nazi hell at that point. Yeah, man, you know, when you look back over the, the, the arc of Ghost, Ghost, Ghost went some places. <laughs> yeah. It's like, starts out child of a Ghostbuster, gets murdered, turns into a Ghostbuster, then suddenly Nazis. <laughs> I mean, look, Nazis are great antagonists because um, there's nothing about Nazis that isn't evil. Pretty evil much. Evil flipping fascists. Yeah. By the way, um, 
the the hidden not even hidden just the the thing one of the major themes of ghost and that, that will always make me happy is if you see a nazi slap them until they're no longer a nazi akari is a gift of which truly we do not deserve but desperately need yep yep like hey it's a good thing like uh, our boy our boy takaru has like gone back to just being a dude so akari can continue her important work of going around the world educating people about science and slapping nazis so hard they stop being nazis when they try and use science for you know fascist evil purposes which i realize is redundant but um you know just making sure to nail it home yeah exactly just yeah uh because we had a we had a good time before we started recording just like hey man remember that time she slapped him so much that that nazi just like started wincing every time he saw her it was great. I still, my favorite is still the second one, where it just seems instinctual. Yes. Like, she just, she sees him and she's like, okay, hold on. Whack! Like, th- it's the middle of a fight he's in, like, this Ganma form where he's, he's like, turned back into the Tomahawk Gundam. Ganma. I said Gundam. Wow. That's and a very just- different show. She would slap him in a Gundam, though. Like, she, she will I slap mean, she him would, in. She would slap him if he was a Gundam. She doesn't yeah, care. She will slap him with a pot. She will slap him in a robot. She will slap him here and there. She will slap him anywhere. And, like, she just, she knows, she can sense him and just walks through this battle to smack this monster in the face. Yep. Because she's just not, she does not have time. Nope, just nope, no patience. But dialogue, nope, you're a Nazi, you're a fascist. Like, we we don't do that here. Man, Akari's good. Yes, she is. She was so underutilized in the movie. Which again, like I'm glad that I'm glad that the like I'm so torn about so many of the crossover movies because on the one hand I love that they are always these wonderful little epilogues for the the show that they're closing out, but I also like just how weird and fanficy and and just completely not related to what the show actually is they are for the new series. Yeah. So it's just it's just this wonderful thing where hey remember this thing you liked. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're still figuring out this other thing, but here, they're going to have a silly adventure, and it's going to be fun and fanfiction-y, and it's great. Come back later for the next movie when we'll, we actually know what they're about. Of how double it was just, hey, you know these people that you love? We're going to talk about this other guy that you love more. Yeah. God, I love movie war core. And, of course, the the king, the the reigning god emperor of all the crossover movies, the Forze half of... of uh, ultimatum. I want to say Ultimatum? Yes. Yeah, the one with Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's half, ultimatum. Thankfully, does not exist. Never happened. No, it's not real. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Like there's that. There's like a whole sixty other minutes to that movie, but I tried to watch it, and it didn't happen. It was, oh, and they just, just weird. Just blank space. There. Oh. I mean, Harto's in it. He shows up at the end and like handshakes Gentaro, and there's some, and they hang out and they're friends. Uh, because that's yes. what Gentaro does with other people. How do they become friends? I, I, who cares? It doesn't matter. He's Gentaro. Yeah, no, Gentaro just saw him and that means yep. they're friends. Yep. Uh, that and movie movie war Mega Max, which is fantastic. See which one's Mega Max? Is that O's? Uh, O's and Forza. Aqua? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aqua and Natashiko. Yeah. Oh, look, like I I have a special place in my heart for Natashiko, even though I shouldn't, because like the cam, it's the thing where if the camera would just just pull the lens off of her butt and stop putting up all of these like the the little harp sounds while she's wailing on dudes, like she would be frightening. Oh, yeah. I mean, she snaps a dude's neck and, like, then laughs about it. 
Yeah, she's, it's, and it's just that little giggle. Like, yeah, she's frightening. And, like, look, I can understand why Gentaro Kisaragi, uh, uh, you know, besides being all about the power of friendship, is also about the power of wrecking dudes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's great that in the, the, in the end, you know, Natashiko ends up dating Yuki. Yeah, well, you know. You know, space girlfriends. Look, like, you think, you think Gentaro is picky? Like, not even picky. That's the wrong word. You think Gentaro minds? No. It's just like, are he's, you guys happy? He's happy, he's happy for both of them. Like, you are yeah, both right. my friends, and you're happy and that's really all i want yeah, exactly. also i'm proud of you for going to space <laughs> yes both of you because look it's impressive to go to space however you get there yeah but yeah i just i'm so fond of so many of the the crossover things that i'm i'm just so glad that for all a lot of people talk about like a properly fully integrated writer universe they never they never go for it and i'm so happy because i i like Look, I, I, I dig on the thing where you want the common Riders to be the Avengers. I dig on it. I get it. I can see how you'd want it. All of these stories are so much better when they're just on their own. It's, like, it's just so much... When you start putting constraints on them, like, oh, well, you have to adhere to this thing that happened in this other show. And, I mean, that's pretty much what happened with O's, because they wanted kind of a unified Foundation X is kind of pulling the strings behind everything as a through line going forward. And Kobayashi was just like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just write my show. Uh, see you later. But, but no, Foundation X. Uh, that's great. (laughs) Bye. It's no, no, I'm not doing that. Because, I mean, like, again, I I love the idea of a unified Riderverse. I love, like, the idea of all the lady scientists knowing each other and having crossed paths uh, through doing all their science. But, like, putting constraints like that on the writing of the show just... It's going to drag everyone down. Yeah, and eventually it's just going to turn it into... It's going to do that thing that, sadly, a lot of superhero comics have started to do, because after a while there's just nothing to do, but it it just becomes its own closed system, and all it can do is just start eating itself and referring back to itself, and all the stories start to be about the stories that have already been told, and fixing them, and unfixing them, and refixing them, and it's just like, well, what about the current guy? What's their deal? Well, they don't have one. They go around and look at how great those other guys are. All right, well, why am I watching him then? Because, I mean, like, Decade could have got there, but Decade was also like, okay, but the thing about this show, the hero is always the biggest jerk in that show, whatever that show is, and also, uh, he just punks on them constantly, just all the time, forever, never not. Like, and that's, that's why, for as much as, you know, Decade is kind of messy, Tsukasa works. Yes. Because he's just, He's so much of a person. Like, there's so much of a guy there. Like, you can't not want to watch him. Yeah, he's so charismatic. I just, I really, Masahiro in a way. Like, he is, he is a really, like, I like watching him go. Him and his, like, mile of legs. <laughs> like, I, like, he just, he just. His legs it, go on for a decade. Especially, like, and it's especially funny when you see him with, with like, the, the kid who plays uh, Onodera Yusuke, uh, a.k.a. Tiny Kuga. And he's just, he's just a tiny dude to begin with, but then you put him by Masahiro in a way, and he's just like, oh, wow, he is a little. Which which movie is it where, he's, where like, Kota from Gaim is standing between, like, Decade and Shinosuke? Oh, I think that was just... Oh, wait, and Shinosuke. Oh, yeah, I think that was the... the... 
Was that a Showa versus Heisei? Well, I think Showa versus Heisei was the one that happened because if Shinosuke was there, because that would have happened after him. So I think it must have been like a production still or, or something. No, no, because it's a gif. Because the, the whole joke is, um, like, the, the people on either side of him have these really, like, slick, compact... Yeah, and then... Like, belt... Then- Kota belt maneuvers just, like, and Kota's like yeah. yeah. I don't think drive. I feel I feel like it's show of maybe it's not drive yeah. that he's standing it, next to them. Yeah, but it's, it is, I feel it is like it's someone else who was tall. I think it was wizard. Is if I'm not. Oh maybe. Wrong. Um, yeah. Whatever. I'm but not, like yeah. Like, I'm not sure. But it's like it's just him next to decade, and it's like oh oh you are a small you are the smallest boy. You come yeah. up to like his waist. He is, he's just so tiny, it's great. It's, my, my favorite was just all of the the Gaim Drive, like, promotional oh, no. things. Oh, of where, course, uh, what am I thinking? Shinosuke it's, has uh, to sit down. It's Fize. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah duh, that makes sense. That was, he was the other main character in the movie. Duh. Okay, right, yes. Yes, okay, that, that right is what I'm thinking of. of. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, was Boy, that, yes. Still, that was such an... I, I, for I some reason, so I thought Sukasa was on the other side of him. I do. I feel bad for Gakusano, because he's such a great kid, and he's such a yeah. good actor, and he deserved yeah. to be in such a better show. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel that for all of them. Uh, Kubota, I can't remember his first name, but the, the kid that played Kaito. Yeah. Like, he's, he seems like a real fun dude. Like, yeah. on his own, and is probably a great actor, but was just given the most garbage of all roles. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, we were just oh, talking God. over here about, about like, Gaim. It would have been so much better if you just got, if you if they had ditched the whole Baron thing. Oh, yeah. Just. Like, he didn't need to be there. Just make it about, like. Well, there's, like, eight Koda characters in that show Michi. who. Like, there are, like, eight people in that show who don't need to be there. Like, yeah. Mai uh, doesn't need to be a character in that show. You could consolidate her into Kota, or consolidate Kota into her and make her gun. Much better, but yeah. But also, like, I feel like the Michi stuff would be even more gross in that case. Um, so, I don't know, maybe just save her and put her in a different universe. Also, also good. Like, there are just so many people in that show who do not need to be there. It is a mess of storytelling. But yet, no, consolidate Mai into Kota, consolidate uh, Kaito into Michi. Just cut out everything that doesn't need to be there. And, like, I understand that there are people who love Kaito. There, Like, there are people who love all of these characters for their own reasons, and I'm not going to judge them. I don't know their lives, but... Man, like, just from the standpoint of constructing a story, there are people in that show who do not need to exist. There are too many people in that show. And not a one needs to do a thing. It's so so frustrating because again, there's there is there are enough really great potential stories in there, and they just I was I can't believe how hype I was for Gaim like before it started. I was so excited for that show. Yeah, it's it's that it's that uh, Tyra Banks thing. We we believed in you. We were rooting for you. How dare you? Because again, like every time I see Gakusano like do a thing. It's just like, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting he was so great. Yeah, no, he like he's he seems like such a sweet kid. I have I keep a picture of him in my phone holding a cat that does not want him to be holding it. That's a cute picture. Um, it is one of my favorite photos. 
like, and I, 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 but sort of getting us back on track, like, I, I also really just love how they did that stuff with, in, in Showa versus Heisei, like, I may not love Showa versus Heisei, the movie, but I at least like what they were going for with it, and, and how fanficy they kept it, and also, I don't want it to be canon, because, like you were saying, it would just mess with everything if they had to deal with that kind of baggage in all the series. It's, it would be just such a pain. And I mean, like, I kind of like how Sentai handles it, where all of Sentai kind of is canon to each other, but no one cares. Yeah, well, I think that's just it. Like, it's the whole, like, hey, no one cares. Like, I think it's just a fundamental disconnect between, like, sort of the, the American comic book fandom, you know, continuity nerds and all that, and how Toei does it. It's, they're just like, nah, you're like, yeah, all these people know each other, it's fine. Okay, but why doesn't like, X, why doesn't, like, Jew Ranger ever come and fix things? Or why don't we see Gogo Sentai, uh, uh, now I've forgotten their name. Oh my god. Yeah, why don't Bokenger show up? Why don't, uh, Gogo 5? That was what I was thinking of. Like, why don't they like show up? A... Like, because this isn't their show. That's why. Like, oh, the, these dudes came from space and are wrecking stuff on Earth. Where are the Decker Rangers? Like, who cares? Yeah. This is doing something else with their lives. Yep. Like, I, I just kind of really love how Gokaiger handled it. Like, oh no, all of this happened. Yep. Every single one of these shows happened, even if that makes absolutely no sense. Um, because, like, three different shows describe how, like, the world, like, what happened to dinosaurs. <laughs> and none of them worked together. And, and I like that they never tried to be like, okay, well, here's the super complicated reason, and it has to do with multiple dimensions and quantum singularities and the power. No, all of this just happened, and you have to accept that. Yep, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. That's the premise of our show, is just it's all here, and you deal with it. And if you don't want to deal with it, you just don't watch this here. Yep, but then I'll miss out on the thing. Well, then you'll miss out on the thing. But then it won't make any sense. Yes, it will. Believe me. In in nine months, we're not going to care. Yep. A new show is going to start, and none of this is going to matter. Yep. But no, it all has to make sense together. No, it doesn't. No, and it's never going to. Just accept that and allow your life to be easier. But then I, I I come from like really really nerdy uh just fandom circles where people wanted to get in arguments about continuity, and I'm so glad that I have at the very least avoided all of the people who do. In, in like writer fandom. Yeah. Oh, I've I've disengaged from the vast majority of writer fandom at this point. Or I've I allow people to engage me on my turn. I allow people to try to engage me, and how they do it depends on whether I accept that. But I do not go out of my way to engage with the fandom at large at this point. No, me either. We're, we're, I'm terrible at being a fan in a fandom. Nothing personal, dear listener. Just um, No, it's just, I'm old and tired and busy. So, I mean, yeah, if, same. if you want to come talk to me, like, my ask box on Tumblr is always open and I love discussing things. Uh, if, like, if you want to ask what I think about your headcanons or this, that, or the other thing, again, I've got a really great Anon who listens to us who asks me... Masao from Kiva and Teru and Akiko's daughter Haruna would be born around the same time. They could have neat adventures together as, like, the new Kiva and Excel, and I'm like, that would be great. Please give me that movie. Give me that movie immediately. I would love to watch 
like, the child raised by Teruri and Akiko, and that guy who came in at the end of Kiva hanging out together. That sounds like it can only be amazing. Yeah, especially since I'm just like, wait, that would mean... Yeah, no. Well, no, the, the kid at the end of Kiva isn't actually a toy. Yeah, he's, no, he is by a, a delight. I'm, look, I like that I'm actor, fairly so certain Wataru would... Oh, yes. Especially since if it's if it's a Kiva thing, we have to have a flashback. <laughs> Just just so Otoya can play that one song and be a total jerk about it. Look, I'm so, you know, I, I just was always like, I was always so impressed that it's like, wait, you guys just never, not a second song. You couldn't just like sample a solo from like a classic Well, I mean, person. you know, the no, team guy only song. had that okay. one dance. Toei is not going to pay more money than yeah. they have to. <laughs> I bet. No, they are not. Well, I mean, look, in fairness, they do pay a lot of people for the fight choreographers. <laughs> I, mean, look, I guess they don't want to do a dance choreographer. Chucky and Rika are from an actual dance team. I'm sure they would do it. Just be like, hey, just do anything. Yeah, but you'd have to pay them to do it. Do anything other than this one dance. It'd be nice, but yeah. Uh. I, but then, again, oh, the problems with Guy. I, you know, it's it's like I, I don't enjoy hammering on it, but boy, the wasted potential. Like, you know, we we, talk, we started off talking about Drive, and it's just like the problem with Drive is just it didn't have a ton of potential. It was just yeah, kind of no, there. Yeah, Drive just happened. And then it was Drive good. was not very ambitious to start with, and then just didn't execute anything. Where Gaim was really ambitious, and I was really into, like, the ideas that they were putting out before the show started. And then it happened, and I'm like, okay, you've yeah. got too many things going on, and too many people. Cut out this invest game stuff entirely. Just make that go away. You don't need it. And then, no, and then it's just, there were too many things, and it went in a direction that was bad. And that never closed off. And And also a guy was apparently just actually Satan. At least I never thought so, I'm I'm told. Can we get a god from Ghost to just go beat up Satan from Gaim? And I'd be okay with that, but that would also involve them having to, you know, go and find uh, Kota out in space. I mean, like, look, the the great eye went off into space. And his stupid armor. Stupid, terrible clothes. And, yeah, that's true. I, you know, just be a thing of, like, hey, you know how you got all that power from Satan? Yeah, Satan, he's a great guy. I- I'm gonna forgive you that. Freya just... just I'm, I'm gonna take it back, I'm gonna send you back to face. Earth so that you can open up that dance school you always wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the face. Well, you know, maybe he gets eaten yeah, during the, the Legend Rider thing. And he will. they fight Pac-Man. Because he'll be a hoodie ghost. I'm, and Pac-Man eats ghosts. I'm he'll so be a blue ghost. stupid movie. He'll eat the power pill. Like, again, again, the we can get a nice uh, sort of epilogue for Ghost. But Ghost already had an epilogue, so it doesn't actually matter that there's going to be another one. So it can just be a bonkers adventure from, from like, some 10-year-old's just, you know, notebook, and it's all written in crayon. Like, that's that's what I want. Just, hey, what if this happened? Well, I bet there'd be explosions and some blood, and then Pac-Man would come, and all of the ghosts who were the other riders would get eaten, and then they would put all of the other riders on and get their powers. But first they would get each other's powers. It's like, oh, I'm sure, kids, let's a do this. good, dumb, terrible movie, but in the best way. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I think it's because that one, unlike... Unlike Ghost Drive, and unlike most of the, not most, many of the Kamen Rider movies, it understands this is some silly explosion fun to give you a reason to come to the theater to watch a thing you can see on TV for free. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I do think it is tying heavily into the show. 
But if I hadn't been told that, the things that I that are tied into the show from it, I would have just believed are a thing they're putting yep. in the show. Uh, so I'm not too horribly concerned by it. I have to see how the next couple episodes of Ghost play out before, or not Ghost, of X-Aid play out uh, before I make any <sighs> final conclusions on that. But, like, I just really... I want them to go back to the early Heisei days of movies being, like, weird alternate universes. I missed that. I think it was a much better way to go. Because it, it just lets you have the done-in-one, and it lets you be bonkers with it. Just utterly, just nonsense. Even, like, go the way of Godspeed Love. Yeah. Where it's like, this is an entirely different universe, but because this happens, then the current story is happening. Figure out a way to do that. Or just, or just do what, like, Blade and, like, Ryuki did, and it's like, oh no, this is just an entirely separate whatever. Because we want to sell you more toys. Yeah, just why? Because it, it has a thematic sim- yeah, we want to sell you more toys, and it has a thematic similarity, so it's all fine. You know, I say this as I have not watched any of the movies that I just brought up at all. I've seen, I've not seen Ryuki or Blade's movies. I've seen ten seconds of Godspeed Love, uh, that is Kagami taking his shirt off to God Bless America, and I don't need to see any more of that movie. It's, that's, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I mean, one of my favorites is still the, the Kiva movie. I have not seen that. Yeah, it, it has pretty much all the best bits that you want out of Kiva, along with a bunch of uh, Deno call-outs. Well, callbacks, really. Yeah, and I mean, then there's Climax Deca, where it's just there's like, we're going amazing... to we're gonna make a Deno movie, oh, wow, and we're going to put Wataru in it for a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, that was, that was a weird one. <laughs> I I adore Climax Deca. He's he's in the, t you know, it's like, hey, this is this crossover with Kiva. And, like, it's just like, hey, Wataru, what's going on? I don't know, there's some stuff over there. I'm Kiva for five seconds. I have, I'm, I have to dig this thing I buried we, out of a yeah, bush. We need to get back to the uh, I'll see you where, later. Uh, where Kohana is gonna have a bazooka. God, God bless. Cuz. If someone had told me that happened, I would have watched that movie a lot sooner than I did. It took it took me a That's while legit. to get around to Climax Deca, but I would have I would have sped that process up to see Kohana with a bazooka and like firing it out of the back of a moving truck. Came to the wrong neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. And and like that was actually one of my favorites because it's it's so bananas off to the side. It like it doesn't matter why. Because why are they Denliner cops? Oh, cause. Cause it's funny. Cause we want to make. Cause we want to make these three specific jokes. That's why. What have? What's the deal with? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why all the Deno callbacks in uh, Kiva. Like, it's why are they there? Because, in a way, likes doing callbacks. He likes. Like, I really get the impression that him and and uh, Kobayashi. I get the impression that they like they hang out and they just like call each other and, and be like, Hey, hey, can I use this thing in your in my new series? Hey, can can I copy your homework? Yeah, but change it a little so the producers don't notice. Exactly. Exactly. And that leads to one of the best, not even the best, just a really funny Ore Sanjo joke. I, at least I think it's funny. A lot of people would be like, what? No, it's not that funny. It's like, yes, it is. I, I love, I love Deno and I love Kiva and I love them together. Because Ryotaro and, and Water are definitely, like, the two Heisei dudes who would definitely hang out. Yeah. Just be like, okay, both of us need a hey. break from 
all of the dumb junk in our lives. Uh, so, like, just come over to my house. I'm gonna kick out, like, my bat dad and, like, my adopted dragon brother, and we're just gonna hang out here for a while and, like, have a pizza and unwind. Yeah, exactly. Hey, do you hang out with three just really frustrating monster people? You too? Oh. Do you hang out with, like, three really frustrating monster people? I hang out with five. Yeah. Five, how do you manage? I drink a lot of coffee. Is is that coffee in air quotes? Brother, you know it. Except no, no it's not, because my sister would kill me if I messed with the coffee. What do you mean? I mean she would kill me. Yeah, it's, it's not even that I'm drinking, it's not even that I'm drinking alcohol, it's that I'm putting things in the coffee. Yeah, she's, she doesn't let me put things in the coffee, that's why we have to be here in your house with all the doors locked and the windows closed. Oh, I thought you were just really paranoid. Have you seen my life? Yes, I am. Also, I don't want my sister to find out. Look, we, like, it's like, really? You're, like, I've met her. She doesn't seem, have you seen her angry? No one has. It's frightening. You weren't there the time a dude tried to blackmail her into marrying him. Oh, and right, And she yeah. destroyed his everything. I love Irie. I I also love Irie. I love all of the Deno girls. They are wonderful ladies they who are. do not have time for anyone's junk. Also, just, you know, I, I enjoy, like, the really, quote, air quotes, pure, like, innocent lady being the one having, like, premarital sex. And, yeah. like, the really sexual, like, train waitress absolutely being completely asexual. Yep. Like, not even knowing what it is. Having no interest. She just wants to watch monsters beat each other up on the train. Yes. Yes. And also make delicious coffee. I just, I love that about Deno and the Deno girls. And it's it's one of those things where like, again, I really like how Kobayashi is kind of in the habit and just yeah. of just slipping stuff in. Just under the radar, not not massive, doesn't doesn't draw a lot of attention. It's just like, hey, by the way, this is totally happening. Anyway, uh, what, I'm sorry, what, what was the, what is the thing? Oh no, the base of this character is like, you know, him. Anyway, it's not, a, it's not. A... Too late, it's the entire core of the plot. Already put it in the show. You already okayed it. Too late, it's yep. the Bye. reason for your secondary rider and your main girl. Kobayashi! By the way, you can't make a relationship between your main rider and your main girl because they're related. Bye! Yep. See ya! Yep, nice try. Later. Oh, Denno. Man, Denno was so good. I understand why it went on a little too long. I think the thing is, Kobayashi has can have some issues with endings as it is. Yeah, and, and when they don't let her actually end it. It's just like, oh, you need, like, a main villain for them to fight to end this. It's like, there's not, but there's not one. There's not, there's just a bunch of these, these guys f messing up time for funsies. But you need, like, a villain for him to fight so the show will end. And then they're just like, yes, really. Fine. Uh, I guess this guy is in control of all the imaging, and he's got a, another dude who's his backup. Sure, yeah, and then, they, then they're going to fight. All right, is that good enough? Yeah, fine, good enough. Are, are you still making all the money? Yes, we are. Good. By the way, come back and write us, like, eight more movies for this show. I don't know if she actually wrote any of the Deno movies. She wrote some of them. I'm sure, I'm sure she was involved on some level with at least the ones that were still close to when Deno was happening, and probably uh, that one with O's, because that was her show, too. Yeah. Man, the O's Deno movie. That was a hell of a thing. <laughs> That was one of the first Common Rider things I saw. I saw that very early into when uh, I was starting Forze. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, that was around when it uh, when subs came out for it. 
So, like, the people that I was watching Forza with, who had, you know, been watching since Double and all really liked Oz, they're like, oh, we want to watch this. And I I had started Oz at that point, and so I'd seen a good handful of Oz. I knew who everyone from Oz in it was going to be. I knew nothing about Denno. Uh, they just told me, like, this guy is not the main guy from Denno. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just... Just put it on. Just put it on so I can watch Ankh do a thing. That's fair. That's fair. I ended up not remembering. But boy, they tried. They tried to make that kid work, and it just didn't. I mean, I love him. I love him. He's sweet. It's just not. You're not my dudes. And also, Momo's there because why not? Well, because he is, he is how many ours. people can we shove into Izumi Shingo's body? It's hard to say, but they they found that number. They, they got two. I was working it out with people at the time, and I think we figured out around, like, ten. Nice. It was complicated, and I don't remember how we did it, but we did it. Well, they're very skilled. Um, yeah. But I think that's probably, at least for me, um, kind of running out of steam here. Very sorry. Yeah, uh, I also am. I've not eaten today at all. Yeah, let's, yeah, we're gonna, let's, let's break off before we get off on another tangent. So, uh, thank you very much for listening to this, uh, rambly little rider jump. We're very sorry for the extra rambly nature of it. Life is weird. So then, for rider jump and the toll network, I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono. And we'll be back with the actual show you signed up for, uh, next week. Yes. So, uh, see you then. <laughs> <laughs>